Hey everyone, this is Achuta Bhava from Nightlight Astrology, and today we are going to uh, take a look at some of the stories that you guys have been sharing over the past couple of months in the comments section and through the use of the hashtag grabbed or emailing us, grabbed at nightlightastrology.com. Remember the name of the planets in ancient astrology were grahas. Indian astrologers called them grahas, which means to grab or seize. And there's a way in which the planets, if we're not learning to live with them more consciously and recognize them in the stories of our lives, um, they, they can kind of move us around like puppets on a string. I think it was Auden who said, we are lived by powers that we pretend to understand. And, um, you know, that's what's so beautiful about astrology is the ability that we have to reflect upon these archetypes and to look and understand um, their presence in our lives, to celebrate their presence, whether we're going through something that we're really excited about or something that's more challenging. Um, and this series is just a way of being able to share stories that come from the transits. By doing so, we learn more about the planets and the transits, and we also get to reflect on uh, living a life day-to-day, uh, -day, participating with these beautiful divine energies. So today we are, on that note, we are going to share a bunch of stories that have come in um, between, uh, going back at least a few weeks. I'm going to start with this recent full moon in Cancer opposite Pluto. There's some really good stories in here. And then at the end, I'll offer a few reflections. Um, so the full moon in Cancer opposite Pluto, let's start there. I'm just going to jump around a little bit as we go. But these are some great stories you guys sent in. If you ever want to send in a story, you can just use the hashtag grabbed and then put the name of the transit. So full moon in Cancer opposite Pluto or sun conjunct Pluto or Mars square Neptune or whatever it is. And then a brief entry on what happened. Keep your chart language, you know, out of it, just the transit and what happened. And you'll see by these examples, the type that really work for the series. They're generally a little bit shorter or they're more concise or they're well told um, and don't involve a lot of technical lingo. Uh, and they're very clear examples of the um, astrological energies. Anyway, here we go. So full moon and cancer opposite Pluto. My family home was burgled over the weekend, and the thieves took our safe, which held all of my late mother's jewelry. Wow. That is, I mean, first of all, that's absolutely terrible and scary. I'm really sorry to hear that. Um, but also the symbolism, right, of mom's jewelry being stolen and taken by thieves with the full moon and cancer opposite Pluto. This, robbers brought, this robbery brought up memories of my mother's death, death which I typically bury. But when I had my therapy session on Monday, which happened to fall on the full moon, I ended up having a cathartic emotional release for the first time in over a year by talking about my mother and remembering what had happened to her. Wow. So buried emotions getting drug up by mom's jewelry in a safe being stolen. I mean, that is just a profound story. Thank you for sharing that. And isn't it amazing that we have the planets to aid us in excavating events and memories and themes in our life. Here's another one. I work at a university in a department that has been trying unsuccessfully to break off and become a separate school for the past 20 years. On the day of the full moon opposite Pluto, while Uranus is stationing direct, my department chair sent out a 20-page manifesto, his own declaration of independence, stating that our department will indeed secede from the university, take our revenue with us, and become a new school. But Mercury is retrograde, so I expect he may have to redo his plan. <laughs> well, good luck. That does sound a little bit Mercury retrograde square Uranus, um, but obviously coming through on the full moon, 
especially that feeling of like, here's one little group that's a part of a larger group and we're going to break off almost like a little civil war feeling around it. Civil, civil, um, you know, like, uh, what do they call them? Uh, like the Hatfields and McCoys, you know, like, like, a, um, oh, I'm forgetting the name, a blood battle or a, a, um, a family, a family feud at any rate. Uh, so good luck to you guys. Lately, I've been considering moving back home with my parents for a while. This is another full moon in Cancer opposite Pluto that came up recently. There's been some uncertainty with my job, and I don't know if I feel comfortable signing a new lease. Might be worth noting, goes on about their chart. Uh, that's the stuff to skip just in the future for all of you guys. Uh, but this is a good story. When discussing with my family, my dad went over some of the possible ground rules if I were to move in and explained to me how I will have to be extra careful in a lot of ways because he's dealing with a chronic illness. So move, I have to move, I, I might have to move back home, but if I do, there's all these rules because I have a family member that's dealing with a chronic illness. That conversation happening around a full moon opposite Pluto feels very appropriate. Here's one from Venus retrograde. For me, this Venus retrograde has been laden with some of the most vicious stabs to my heart. And um, as Venus was stationing in December to turn retrograde, uh, a window of time opened unexpectedly for me to meet my crush out at the bar where she performs, even though earlier I told her I couldn't make it. Checking to see if the stars were truly aligned for the surprise meeting, I noticed Venus is turning retrograde. On Christmas Eve day, she made this declaration of the world via a Facebook post that appeared at the top of my feed, crushing the last traces of my holiday spirit, which was that she... Uh, was in the arms of someone else and falling in love with someone else. Despite muting her today, I opened Instagram and there at the top of my feed was a photo of her with her new lover saying it was true love indeed. That is tough. Um, Venus stationing, turning retrograde in a moment of unrequited love. That, that's, that's really hard. You get your hopes up and then it turns out this, this person you really like is just totally interested in someone else. And then you've got to reshuffle the emotional deck, so to speak. So I, I can only imagine that must have been tough. Here's one about Mars-Neptune. Mars squaring Neptune recently from Sagittarius to Pisces. Today, I got a notification that my credit card was being used fraudulently for multiple high-dollar charges. I called in the representative I talked to said it had started yesterday. Card canceled. So very much not fun, right? And that's one of the things about Mars-Neptune transits is that they can often involve deception and um, thievery and things like that. One of Mars's traditional significations, uh, certain contexts was thievery. Mercury turning retrograde. I'm the project manager for a development team that lacks a team manager. I often fulfill the duties of a team manager, but toe this line gently due to it not truly lying within my job responsibilities. This lack of management is starting to reflect in performance morale across the team. I've initiated a discussion today, one will that will involve expressing my critical opinions, thoughts, and unique ideas to, superior to superiors to explore a solution, Mercury square Uranus, as it's turning retrograde. And I believe that it will take a few weeks to land on something that everyone feels happy moving forward with. Isn't that just exactly Mercury's almost hitting Saturn, stopping, squaring Uranus? Yeah, good luck with that. I hope that works out and way to take the initiative. Mars-Neptune. This one has to be my favorite. <laughs> before my mother, 
started her first chemotherapy treatment, she was prescribed a steroid to help manage some of the after effects. She was explaining to me how they really helped her and made her feel good and strong. She had finished the medication the day before her next appointment, which was yesterday, and we needed to make sure to ask the doctor to refill it to her. Come to find out when I spoke with the nurse and then the doctor, she was only supposed to be taking the steroid dose one day before and three days after treatment. So apparently my mom has unintentionally been dosing herself like Lance Armstrong getting ready for the Tour de France. <laughs> I couldn't help but find humor in how she described feeling really strong to her doctor. <laughs> we have to wean her off the steroid for now. Oh my God. I mean, I hope you're, first of all, I hope your mother is okay with her chemo treatment. And second of all, if there's anything that could lighten it up, mom getting jacked on steroids through the process is uh, that at least can give you some laughs. Mars Neptune. On the night that Mars was perfecting its square to Neptune, I had a dream which ended with me falling off a viaduct into water. Once I swam to shore, I realized I was in the middle of an urban wasteland with trash and hypodermic needles everywhere. I knew I needed to cross it, though, to get to the main road, but was hesitant because I'd lost my shoes and glasses in the fall and was worried about getting stuck by a needle. I made my way gingerly through, choosing to crawl under the exposed roots of a dead tree riddled with trash and bones in the hopes of avoiding all the needles. I became stuck and a man came to help me, but was in the throes of a binge and nothing he said made any sense. I finally decided to turn around and re-enter the water, paddling away on some buoyant refuse until finally arriving at a sandy beach. I just want to say, isn't it amazing how Mars Neptune can show up in, in, in dreams? And you don't necessarily need to know what they mean, but just inviting the gods in and speaking to our fears and showing us certain landscapes of imagery that resonate with the archetypal fields in the sky. I just think that's amazing. Then the, I love that this person left no interpretation that that's so hard to do to not say, okay, well, what did that mean? Because maybe it meant something, maybe it means many things. Maybe it's an interesting space to keep open uh, psychically and see what more it yields just by allowing it to be there and staying curious. Venus, Pluto, this is uh, Venus conjoining Pluto through the retrograde. I feel embarrassed to even write this because I feel so stupid and so much shame. But recently I got on a dating app after ending an 18 year long marriage in 2021. Venus retrograde conjunct Pluto, literally the worst time to get on. Um, hold on just a second. I lost my document. Oopsies. All right, here we go. Venus retrograde conjunct Pluto, literally the worst time to get on a dating app, you think? Of course. And if I'm being honest, I got on the app because I was indulging a darker impulse. I was having some feelings about my ex-husband having a new girlfriend. I never thought that dating apps were something I felt comfortable with, but did it anyway. Long story short, I fell for a romance scam and lost all the money I have. The details of it still send me in a spiral. Oh my God. First of all, that is, that is a... That's a tough one to swallow. I mean, that is really hard. Um, so I hope that you're doing okay and uh, that you were able to maybe, I don't know, uh, I, don't, I don't know if there was a, you know, credit cards or banks can protect from things like that. I don't know how that works, but I hope you're able to recover and um, sorry that you got taken advantage of, um, you know, 
it's just, it's very Venus Pluto to go through something like this. The dark being taken advantage of very Venus Pluto, Venus Pluto, this one, a little, uh, potentially triggery involves, um, pregnancy and abortion, just a heads up in case you don't want to listen to it. Uh, Venus Pluto, I found out I was pregnant on December 14th. Accidents happened. However, my boyfriend and I agreed early on we were not going to get pregnant as he already has children from his prior marriage. And at the time, I had no desire to keep the children. To keep the story short, he is simply not available to raise a child. I was faced with a very difficult decision I didn't want to make to become a mother or not. I spent the following three weeks going back and forth and weighing my options, wanting to experience motherhood, but also knowing I would never have the total support a baby and I would need. So this person chose to uh, abort the pregnancy uh, and then says, the event has made me reconsider the opportunity of motherhood. Now I'm faced with the next difficult choice of ending my relationship to make myself available for someone that is willing and able to have a family with me. That is a really painful, tough crossroads to be at. And I can't pretend that I would know what I would do or, you know, what the decision would not be easy, you know, and, and I'm sure most people listening could imagine how tough that would be. Um, and also um, the, the, the way that it could also awaken you to what you do or don't want in a future relationship, that part doesn't strike me as necessarily easy either. So but there's, there's Venus Pluto also, right? The, the deep, the, the powerful, the, the purging, the realizations that come to the surface, the topics of, um, death and loss, it's, that's a hard transit. So I, I hope that you're healing well, your body is healing uh, well, that you're, you know, uh, you have some support to help you um, just process the whole thing, the decision, um, the relationship, everything. Um, here's one, uh, Mars Neptune. <laughs> this is also probably, I'm leaving us on a high note, in a feverish... <laughs> I love the way that this person wrote this in a feverish haste to make a quick 50 bucks on Instacart. I began barreling down my driveway in reverse in my rear view mirror. I saw that I was probably going to hit my garbage pails, but foolishly decided it was, wasn't worth adjusting my course to go around them. <laughs> Unfortunately, that was the wrong choice this time because they had become a fixed and a hunk of snow turned into ice overnight. <laughs> instead of knocking them out of the way as usual. <laughs> I love that she said as usual. The pail, the garbage pail ended up ripping off my passenger side mirror. All the electrical components are still functioning and it could have been much worse, but boy, oh boy, did it snap me out of my reckless morning ambition. Oh my God, that is so funny. I just, in a feverish haste to make a quick 50 bucks on Instacart. That, oh my God, that got me laughing barreling down the driveway in reverse you see your trash can and you think yeah you know i've knocked it over, I've knocked it over a million times <laughs> i just love that you're that neighbor for someone <laughs> they, they look out the window and they go oh there's judy back piling into the trash can again oh my god and then you knocked off your mirror because the trash can was uh, had turned into a block of ice let's bring the camera back there we go so uh, that is funniest story of the day. All right. Well, what do we have to say today? Listening to these stories, I reflect and one thing is brought to my mind, especially since a number of these were Neptune transits, surprise, Venus, Pluto dynamics. Um, 
The number one thing that I get from living a life with the planets is to remember that not everything is as it seems. That's not to say that there's no such thing as truth or certainty. It's that the judging mind wants to look at a situation and immediately decide what it is uh, alongside of whether it aids or thwarts our ambitions or whether it frustrates or satisfies us on some level. When we live a life with the planets and things happen, there's always an invitation to not rush to judgments or conclusions. Things are not as they seem. There could be a reason or maybe multiple reasons why something is happening. This could be a God visiting me right now and not just an event that I have to quickly judge as helpful or harmful, thumbs up or thumbs down. Things are not as they seem. I have been lately indulging in the TV series, Ted Lasso, and I have to say that it is just a heartwarming, really funny series. And um, I, my wife and I usually have a few things that we watch. Um, another great show we've been watching is called All Creatures Great and Small or All God's Creatures Great and Small. It's about a vet in the English countryside. As a side note, if you want something PBS, very friendly and gentle. Uh, but Ted Lasso is a funny show. And in the show, Ted Lasso is um, kind of an eternal optimist, but he's more than that. He's also, he's very, he's really intelligent and he has some really wise things that he says uh, now and then in between the hilarious things that he says. And he's, he plays a football or soccer coach who comes from America to coach a team in the UK and he knows nothing about soccer. And it's kind of a, a lot of absurdity. <clears throat> There's one point in the series where he's playing a game of darts uh, with a gentleman who's pretty rude and arrogant. And he thinks, well, I've, and he makes a bet with the guy uh, that he'll never have to harass people on the team again if he beats him at darts. And the guy, you know, thinks he's beating him pretty handily. And then Ted at the, his final, you know, throws of the darts and he has the chance to beat him. And he says, Guys have underestimated me my entire life, and for years I never understood why. It used to really bother me. But then one day I was driving my little boy to school, and I saw a quote by Walt Whitman. It was painted on the wall, and it said, be curious, not judgmental. I like that. Then he throws a triple 20. <laughs> so I get back in my car, and I'm driving to work, and all of a sudden it hits me. All of them fellas that used to belittle me, not a single one of them was curious. You know, they thought they had everything figured out. So they judged everything and they judged everyone. And I realized that they're underestimating me. Who I was had nothing to do with it. Because if they were curious, they would have asked questions. Questions like, have you played a lot of darts, Ted? Throws another triple 20. To which I would have answered, yes, sir. Every Sunday afternoon at a sports bar with my father from age 10 until I was 16 when he passed away. And it's a really funny, sweet moment. Of course, he ends up beating him at darts. But what I loved about that so much is that there's no one really, I don't mean just mean this as rah-rah, there's no one that can beat us at the game of life if we stay curious. We will underestimate ourselves and we will underestimate every situation we're in when we uh, don't stay curious about it and rush to judgments or conclusions. Why not just this happened and it sucked. This happened and it sucked and I'm curious. It can be both. We can have human emotions. 
we can have human responses, and we can stay curious. Knowing that gods are in our presence, I don't think that there's anything a god probably appreciates more knowing that it's visiting your life with, you know, an ice cold trash can that offs your mirror or uh, an unintended pregnancy, a possible breakup, um, or even the unintended use of steroids getting you jacked. (laughs) I don't think there's anything a God likes more than us being curious, saying, here's my response to that. And also, that's interesting. I wonder why. I wonder where you come from. I wonder what messages you bring. If we ask questions of the planets, it means that we're asking questions of our experiences in addition to having the experiences themselves and then listening for what speaks in return. This inherently means that we are cultivating relationships. Cultivating relationships with our own minds, with our own hearts, with the spirit of our experiences. People in many parts of the world say that there is a genie that lives in the location of uh, every place space of land, a temple, a home. Marie Kondo is making a lot of money right now, (laughs) helping people talk to their items and figure out what a different room or space in the house wants, or uh, how to thank items and then give them away. There's if there's a genie in every place, then there's also a genie in every experience. And it's like Ted Lasso says, I saw a quote by Walt Whitman. It was painted on the wall and it said, be curious, not judgmental. You know, they thought they had everything figured out. So they judged everything and they judged everyone. And I realized that they're underestimating me. Who I was had nothing to do with it. If they were curious, they would have asked questions. Questions like, have you played a lot of darts, Ted? (laughs) So you know, my message for today is simple. We all go through these incredible ups and downs, and we're inevitably going to have the most obvious reactions to them. But studying astrology is something we, we do. We do it because we're doing ourselves the favor of staying curious. The stay, staying curious means that you open up relationships to the spirits that live in every experience, just like there's a genie that lives in every house and every piece of land in every culture and people. Don't forget that there is a genie living in every experience too. And if you stay curious, you can develop a relationship. And I don't think there is anything more enjoyable in life than curious people who stay in interesting relationships with their lives and with the things happening to them. So I hope that you are able to do that as we explore the transits throughout the year on this channel. And thank you guys so much for sharing your stories. Anytime you want to share them again, use the hashtag grabbed grabbed by the planets, uh, and uh, then share the aspect combination and then a short story. You can also email anytime if you prefer to keep it uh, off the comment section. You can email us grabbed at nightlightastrology.com. All right, that's what we've got for today. Take it easy, everyone. Bye.